Hey, welcome to the Strong Roots Podcast. My name is Kristen Hill, and we are so excited that you're tuning in today. Our prayer is that you would move one step closer to Jesus through this series. So go ahead and check out this next episode. Hey, Strong Roots, we are starting a new season and we are talking about how to be a light in our culture. And I'm here with Megan and I chose her because I see her living out God's truth in her life. She is in a similar stage of life. You have little ones. Do you want to share the ages of your kids? Uh, Yes, I have two uh, twins, a boy and a girl, Fiona and Henry. They are going to be five in two weeks. And then I have an eight-month-old daughter, uh, Stella. Uh, So, yeah. Yes. And so I feel like... When we think about this, a lot of times you think of when you're in your early 20s, but I think it is just as important for people who are in the next season of life to be fighting cultural lies as well. So I'm super excited to get your perspective. So right off the bat, Megan, in what ways have you found you are a light in this culture? Um, I kind of thought this was a little difficult question at first because it kind of was taking a look at myself from the outside, you know, because I feel like as you get older and go on to the next season of your life, you're a little more um, set in your ways or um, confident with things that you do. And so I feel like mostly I've just, my values and morals have remained the same. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, I, my hope remains in Jesus. I find my identity in Jesus and those things aren't changing as the world changes around me, I feel like those things are the same. So that's kind of how I've been a light. Has that been easy? Um, I think it's been easier. Yeah. So I would say maybe compared to my 20s, definitely wasn't something that was easy or something that maybe was even on my radar at that time. But now I feel like it has been easier. That's awesome. I feel like that gives a lot of hope for people who are listening Mm -hmm. to. So how do you lovingly go against cultural norms that are contrary to God's truth? So I kind of look at it more of, I have a realistic view of like, I like quote, like hate the sinner, mm-hmm. like not, or I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> hate the sin, yeah. not the sinner. Mm-hmm. Love, you know, the sinner. So just having grace for people and seeing sin for what it is. Yep. Um, and then I kind of also take a step back to, um, at night, my husband and I, when he gets home from work, we talk a lot about like what goes on in the day or current events and things like that. And I always kind of ask myself, like, you know, it was kind of like the question of like, what would Jesus do? Right. Like, I've kind of um, reformed that a little bit to what would a Christian do in this situation? Mm. So I kind of try to take a step back and look at it. Maybe my initial instinct isn't a Christian way, Um, but I try to look at it from like, what would a Christian, you know, a true Christian who follows Jesus, what would they do in this situation? I love that. It's so Mm -hmm. interesting you're saying that because I just read something this morning that said, we want to be judged by our intentions, but we judge others by their Mm -hmm. actions. And it was talking about how, why don't we, why aren't we treating people the way that they would, we would want to be treated. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what you're saying. Like, that's what Christians do. Because that's what, like, God sees the heart. Mm-hmm. And we should be acting like God and, like, truly be, okay, that was not cool. But what would what would a Christian do? We would be, they think, not, we'd be judging, like, okay, what were their intentions? Mm-hmm. I'm sure their intentions weren't to be mean or right. whatever. Right, taking a look at, like, the whole situation, mm-hmm. just not, like, immediate first responses. Yes, mm-hmm. I love that. Yes. So... How do you, this is one of my favorite questions, how do you respond to someone who says that you were way more fun before you started following Jesus? 
Uh, yes, uh, this was a fun question. Yeah. Um, I kind of look at it as, uh, yeah, it was fun, but I was also like miserable and sad. Mm -hmm. And there were times where I was lonely and empty. It was never like lasting fun. Yes. You know, it was very fleeting. So um, I just feel like as you get older and as you give your life to Christ, the definition of fun changes. Ooh, that's good. So it's not the same, yeah. you know? So um, before I went all in with Jesus, fun was not really fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now that I'm looking back at it, uh, the old fun kind of always led to hurt and disappointment. So for people listening who maybe haven't taken that step of faith and they're like, no way, like how, what is fun? Well, how would you define it now as a Christian, I guess is what I'm saying. Fun, you know, healthy relationships. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that's huge, and I feel like I'm still learning a lot about that. Uh, I know Pastor John and you you um, hit on that a lot, but like just having healthy relationships in my life, like all around, yeah. is when I feel the the best, or when I feel like things are most fun and light in life. Yes. Oh, absolutely, because mm -hmm. nothing compares. Right, having a right relationship with God and a right, right. relationship with others. Right. So good. So what's the biggest lie that you feel like culture is advocating right now? Okay, so this is kind of a hard one too. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like culture advocates that like how you feel mm. is so much more important than like what factually is happening. Yeah. So we, I feel like culture tries to cultivate, like we need to make choices and decisions based on our feelings, mm -hmm. not based on what is actually happening. So I feel like that's kind of the biggest lie that um, it's kind of leading to this like victim mentality, I yes. feel like. And I think it's like a plague almost in our society and in, um, you know, uh, millennials and, mm -hmm. you know, younger age groups. Uh, so yeah, I just feel like that's kind of the biggest lie that's just growing wild right now. Absolutely. How do you combat it? Um, well, it, it's not always easy Yeah. too, because I feel like initially you want to go with that, but you'll have to take a step back. Kind yeah. of that question of like, you know, how, what would a Christian do? Or kind of look at the whole picture yes. instead of just, oh, how does this make me feel that, you know, this girl said this to me and it hurt my feelings. But it's like, no, wait, like, let's look at the situation that she's in. Let's look at, you know, like, let's look at the whole picture, not just that one interaction. And I feel like it goes back to what you just said about relationships that we have so backwards, because if you have healthy relationships, you don't just all of a sudden get defensive, mm -hmm. be a victim, cut that relationship off. Right. I feel like that's what culture says. You go to the person. Mm -hmm. If it's really, if you can't let it go and you say, hey, something, are you okay? Right. Like I sense something was wrong. Did I do something to offend you? Right. And you make that relationship right. Right. And even if it might be awkward at first yes. or uncomfortable, I feel like in the end, you're letting go of so much more hurt or um, time that could be wasted on things that aren't important. Yeah, because by being a victim, you completely kill a relationship that mm -hmm. maybe you've been cultivating for years. Mm -hmm. Right. And we're just a walk away generation. Mm -hmm. Like we start planting something and then we're like, well, meh, don't like it, don't like how it feels anymore. Right. It's not making me feel right anymore. Let's move on. Yes. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're, I feel like we're deeply unhappy. Mm -hmm. And it's, you see it all around. It's just right. leaving trails of destruction. Right. <sighs> that mm -hmm. is good. So, practically speaking, I feel like a lot of listeners are wondering, how do you remain in the world but not of it? 
Um, this is a good question again. Um, I feel like as much as I can, I control uh, what comes in and out of my world. So yeah. like the things that I can control, um, you know, I don't have social media. Mm -hmm. uh, I just don't feel like it's something healthy for me as yeah. a person. Um, I feel like it takes too much time that I could be spending in other yes. areas. Um, I do stay up with current events because I don't want to be ignorant to what's going on in the world. That's cool. But I don't let it kind of engulf me and uh, engulf my thoughts and, you know, kind of dictate my feelings throughout the day. Mm -hmm. So I know when to like shut it off. Yeah. Um, more spiritually speaking, I, you know, read the Bible. Yep. I do my YouVersion Bible app on my phone. Um, I attend church regularly. Yes. I serve, mm -hmm. and that's huge. Um, so I do try to um, just basically filter what I can. And then obviously there's things that I can't, that I don't have control over, but um, then I pray on those things and that. Is, yes, mm -hmm. is there anything that you've learned because I guess I have walked into situations where, just for example, like I used to party a lot and drink and I was going to a birthday party and I walked in and it was like a big party mm -hmm. at this birthday party and instantly my mind went back to, I want, like, I almost wanted it. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, I want to drink at this birthday, uh -huh. kid's birthday party. Like I want to, I was tempted. Mm -hmm. What do you do in those moments? Like, what have you found? Like when you're in a situation that brings you back to a time where you were living in the dark, what do mm -hmm. you do? Um, you know, I feel like I probably try to assess the situation. I mean, it's easier now that I'm sitting here and not in that situation. Yes. So it's easy for me to answer this, I guess. But um, I guess I kind of go back to like what that time in my life brought. And mm -hmm. like I said, it, it brings hurt and disappointment in relationships. And I just don't feel like that that's not someplace I want to go. No. So maybe, you know, for you know a second, I want to go back to that, what I thought was fun back then. but. Ultimately, I feel like it doesn't lead to happiness. So exactly, and I think you hit it on the head because thinking about looking back and looking forward. Mm -hmm. so, okay, it didn't bring me happiness then. Okay, now if I turned off for what at this birthday party, <laughs> right? Like, pastor's wife, or even it doesn't matter, pastor's wife, but Christian, like, man, they're gonna be watching you. Mm -hmm. Like you're gonna be a bad example. One, and when if you're drunk, like you can't be in mm -hmm. conversation with God. I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm never the laying down my life for somebody when I'm... <laughs> right, right. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, so you think about all these future things too, and you're like... Mm, right. It's not worth it. No. Uh -huh. Like, no. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I asked Megan to ask me a couple questions that she was wondering. So we're going to end this podcast with her asking me some questions. Uh -huh. So Megan, you're in charge. All right. Okay, so the first question is what about the current state of our culture scares you the most about raising four young children? And what is God's truth you use to squash this fear? Oh, I think that is such a good question. And I think for raising kids, honestly, I was going to say, you know, if it keeps going the way it is, persecution for mm -hmm. Christians, like it being harder for them to mm -hmm. be Christians was my initial answer. But then when I broke it down, I feel like, my greatest fear is that they won't follow Jesus. Ultimately, I won't, don't care if they suffer for him. I don't care if they, that sounds horrible, but like if they get persecuted, if they suffer, like that, that'll be okay. Mm -hmm. Like I, I would rather them suffer for Christ than live eternity and away from him. Mm -hmm. So I think my greatest fear is that 
the way like that they won't follow Jesus because the pressure is so hard to, for them to resist. Mm-hmm. Um, but how I combat that is I just pray mm-hmm. every day. Like I, I mean, I pray every day and something that I, so practically speaking, I pray that every day that they would with them also by myself, that they will follow Jesus and not only them, but our family generation after generation. Mm-hmm. Um, but something I've just recently done is I'm trying to bring them along with me because I think I have failed as a parent. I think I'm good at telling them the why, like mm-hmm. I'm going to church today to do a podcast to share about Jesus. Mm-hmm. But I think I have failed at including them on the things that I do to feed myself spiritually. Mm-hmm. Like I, I get up to read my Bible, <laughs> but I don't wake my kids up to read their Bible in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, And so just recently I've been getting them up 10 minutes before school. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, why am I not starting the spiritual discipline with them? I wish I would have had the spiritual mm-hmm. discipline at eight and seven. Mm-hmm. So that practically speaking, I'm trying to get them into some spiritual habits that will okay. help them resist culture, even right now mm-hmm. in their in their days at school. Yeah, well, that's really good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So you got one more for me? Uh, yes, one more. So it appears to me that the progressive culture we are now in and God's truth are at war with not one another. If you agree, do you believe it will always be this way? Mm-hmm. If yes, why? And if not, what would it take for the two to get along? I think this is an excellent question. It kind of stumped me at mm-hmm. first. Um, but I think this is, yes, I agree. And I think that is why being a light is so important. Because I think we will always be at odds. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus and the world will always be at odds. Mm-hmm. And it has been and... I think that's why he calls us to pick up our cross and follow him. And for every generation, mm-hmm. it's been that. And maybe it looks more intense or different in our generation than it did 50 years ago. But I think in a way, it can be disheartening. Like, oh, dang it. Like, why can't we just all get mm-hmm. along? And But it's kind of thrilling mm-hmm. in the way that, like, we're going to war. Like, we're fighting an eternal battle. Mm-hmm. And we are bringing people with us into eternity and into heaven and I think I think if we can continually be on mission which we can't do without Jesus right right Uh (laughs) we need his help but like to really believe like okay this is hard culture is against us but it always has been and that just propels us to fight all the harder Uh to bring his light and his gospel into every situation in our mothering at the playground I feel like sometimes we compartmentalize Uh ministry like it only is an hour on Sunday but it's like if we can truly bring this light to every mm-hmm. area of our lives, right? In our waking, in our sleeping, and you know, mm-hmm. it I helps think, us from being complacent. You yes. know, like I think we'd see the light infiltrate mm-hmm. the darkness so much more if we would stop as Christians compartmentalizing mm-hmm. where we can act on our faith and where we can't. Mm-hmm. Very so, good. Oh, yes. Thank you for asking yes. such great questions. Thank you, and thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope and pray that this just inspires you and encourages you to be a light in the world. Thank you, Megan, for just sharing your heart and being so honest. Thank you for having me. Yes, (laughs) and we are going to continue this season, so stay tuned, and I cannot wait to catch you next time. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to follow us on our other social media platforms. We don't want you to miss out on any future content. Thank you so much again, guys. I hope you have a great day, and I want you to know I am personally praying that your roots stay strong.